Welcome to the Walk With Me podcast. I'm Pastor Stephen Bond from Divine Church in Chapel Hill, Tennessee, and I am so excited that you are walking with me. What that means is we are walking together through God's Word, just about three chapters a day, and uh, you're going to get the most out of this if you read these chapters independently and then listen to the podcast, but they're going to be short, 10 to 15 minutes each day, so that you can listen to at the start or the finish of each day, and I believe that it'll bless you as it's blessed. Me. I'm stepping, I'm stepping out on your word. I'm stepping, I'm stepping out on your word. I'm stepping, I'm stepping out on your word. Today's passage comes from Job chapters 40, 41, and chapter 42, which is the conclusion of this book that we've been in for the last few weeks studying about Job's life. And we are just in this beautiful conclusion that gives our hearts and minds a lot of rest after we've been really meditating and dwelling upon Job's suffering and the trials that he's been going through and the conversations that he's been having with his friends. In, um, in chapter 40, um, the Lord is continuing to speak. He broke his silence. Um, in chapter 38 and began to speak and then he continues through chapter 39 and then through chapter 40 but he stops for just one second at the beginning of chapter 40 and says shall a fault finder contend with the almighty he who argues with God let him answer it and um, Job does something powerful here which is, and this is really Job's greatest quality is his ability to humble himself because Job says behold I am of small account what shall I answer you I lay my hand on my mouth I have spoken once and I will not answer twice but I will proceed no further and then the Lord begins to then speak again and what he's doing is he's explaining th- things that are too wonderful for us to understand he is he is telling the, the, the story and the descriptions of uh, animals like the behemoth. We're just guessing to kind of think of that almost as some sort of a large uh, cattle. Um, some, would, some would say even something like a hip, uh, a hippo, uh, almost a hippo, hippotamus. Uh, wasn't coming out of my mouth right. But... <laughs> Some of even even think about it, something like that, like a hippo. Um, but realistically, I think it's a it's really a creature that we probably have never seen. It would be my guess at it, and Job Job may not have have either. Uh, then he goes into referencing the, the Leviathan, and um, again, some people could take this and think maybe it's an alligator. I think that's a little, to me, my opinion, that's a little too simple. Um, some people think of these descriptions of these animals as purely mythical. Just God kind of talking about his power and and using, you know, language that's uh, maybe like overly strong to express himself. I, I don't agree with that. It's not a big deal if you do. I, I think these are real creatures. And... Um, I think the I think the Lord is 
maybe even showcasing um, how supreme his knowledge is that he knows of animals that he created that we've not even seen and um, or that maybe they had seen in their day but were all, all too wonderful and terrifying for them to have ever approached. I think that's kind of the point of it. You know, this, this Leviathan creature, I mean, it's, it's basically this sea dragon. I mean, it, it, the Lord talks about it having smoke come out of its nostrils. And, and, and like I said, I, I don't know, in my heart, I just take this literally. Uh, and, and I'm not, and, and not going to get into a whole you know, scientific conversation about it, but this creature could no longer be in existence anymore. But here's the truth of it, too, is that it, this creature could live so far in the deep that um, we we have never discovered it, nor will we ever discover it, because it man in all his haughtiness thinks that he can discover all of this world. But the the truth of it is, is that the Lord made this world, and uh, I believe there is a lot of things that we have yet to discover, and some things that we never will discover. But this creature, the whole the whole point of it is. Imagine yourself standing against this creature and, you know, how would you plead your case? What would you say to it? How would you romance it? How would you fish for it? How would you catch it? Um, you know, how, how would you pierce his nose? You know, and um, if you're a person that's seen the new Jurassic world movie or just seen any of those movies or seen you know i don't know something like jaws or you know just something that does have some of these creatures in it that are just terrifying imagine standing against one of those in that moment you you don't even have your will to fight i think you know you could stand up against a big uh, dog or um you know uh maybe even like a a wolf or something and while you might still be outmatched I think there would still be a a fight in you but there's a certain level of creature that when you would stand against it it would humble you immediately and your only hope would be that this thing forgets that you're there and walks away right you know, nobody's going to, you know, look at a dinosaur and, and or, or look at Leviathan, look at Behemoth and think that I'm at all matched up against you fairly. And the point of this is, well, so if you couldn't stand before these creatures and plead your case or argue against them, then how much less can you stand before me because I created these things? You know, how much more should you humble yourselves before me as you would be humbled by the things in which I have created? And so he, he's, you know, and Job responds, Job had already responded with humility. But then at the end of the Lord's speech and what he's saying, Job responds with more humility and says, I know that you can do all things. And that no purpose of yours can be thwarted? Who is this that hides counsel without knowledge? Therefore I have uttered what I did not understand, things too wonderful for me for which I did not know. 
Hear and I will speak. I will question you and you make it known to me. I hadn't heard of you by the hearing of the ear, but now my eyes see you. Therefore, I despise myself and repent in dust and ashes. Basically, what he's saying is, Lord, I was foolish to speak out of turn the way that I did. I shouldn't have spoke about things that I didn't understand because I had no right to try to exalt myself to your level and speak about you in a way um, in, in a way of which I, I understood your your doings and you know so job's not job's not justified in the way that he was speaking about God no one is in this story the difference is that job was speaking out of a place of pain and his friends were speaking out of a place of judgment God has a heart that's where we get ours from. And He understands our circumstances and He gives us grace and He gives us mercy. And there's going to be times that you're going to speak and you're going to speak out of turn and you're going to speak in a way that you shouldn't. But the Lord knows your heart and why you, and why you do or say the things that you do. Imagine if your child were to have walked into the room and did one of the most painful things on the planet, which is when you stub your piggy toe. <laughs> on a door frame you know that's just a horrible feeling and imagine if he were to have you know let out a word that he shouldn't have you know I don't know if it was a cuss word or if it's just something you know he just started to shout you know and then maybe he even kind of you know kind of with a closed fist you know kind of punched the table in anger in that moment well there's a grace for him because he's responding out of a hurt you know you may still want to talk to him afterwards and that's what the Lord's doing here this is a little talk afterwards going hey you know you didn't speak right about that that wasn't right but it's afterwards and it's in the Lord's timing but what his friends did was they came upon him and said how dare you say something like that right how dare you hit this table how dare you, and, and, and the thing about it is, is, it's like, well, you don't know the pain that I was experiencing when I did that. You don't know why I said that. You don't know why I hit the table like I did. You know, and, and so, but God has a heart, and he understands where we're at, and what we're doing, and, and why we do it. And he corrects us, but he does it gently as, as a father does. And he does it in the right time. And so... He, he, he corrects him here and says, hey, listen, you don't understand me as much as you think you do. And so Job responds in the only way that we can, and that's in humility. We have to humble ourselves before the Lord. The, the, the word promises that those who humble themselves before the Lord will be exalted. He exalts the humble, but he, he makes low or he humbles those who exalt themselves. And that's exactly what happens in this story because in the last chapter of this story, he rebukes his friends. He rebukes Eliphaz and uh, 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 Bildad and so far. He said, my anger burns against you for you've not spoken what was right. And so he asked them to get a sacrifice 
and, and a burnt offering and then ask Job to pray for you so that he'll accept his prayer not to deal with you according to your folly. So that's, he humbles them because they were trying to exalt themselves. Oh, Job, we got this all figured out. You're ridiculous. You ought to hush up with all that nonsense. You know, they were trying to exalt themselves and so the Lord humbles them. And they actually have to ask Job to pray for them. But then, what does he do to Job? See, Job spoke foolishly as well, but it was at a place of hurting and brokenness. And when the Lord reprimanded him, he humbled himself and put his hand over his mouth and said, I spoke what I shouldn't have, and I won't do it again. Your ways are far too wonderful for me to understand, and I trust whatever you're doing, and I'm sorry. That, that, that's, what he, that's what he did, and you know what happens to him? Verse 10, And the Lord restored the fortunes of Job when he had prayed for his friends. And the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. Then came to him all of his brothers and his sisters and all who had known him before, and they ate bread with him in his house, and they showed him sympathy and comfort him for all the evil that the Lord had brought upon him. And each gave him a piece of money and a ring of gold. And the Lord blessed the latter days of Job more than his beginning. He lived about 140 years after that. And he had ch more children, beautiful. It, had, it said his daughters were the most beautiful in all the land. And he died an old man full of days. Why? A couple of promises here. Because God turns all things together for good. Even that which is intended for evil, God can work together for good. And he exalts those who will humble themselves before him that's the response for us as we're exiting the book of job as we need to maintain a posture of humility before the lord even more so than if we were to stand against behemoth or leviathan or tyrannosaurus rex that that's how i should come before the lord lord i trust you i respect you i Fear you with reverence. I know your ways and your thoughts are so much greater than mine. And I will trust, come what may, that you'll turn it for my good or for your good and for your kingdom. Not my will, but yours be done. And when, when we humble ourselves and remain in that lowly state before the Lord, He's good for His word that He'll establish us, comfort us, strengthen us and restore anything that we've lost in the testing and the trials. Job ends this story with more than he had ever had before and that his latter days were more than his beginning. I want to just say to you as we're exiting the book of Job tomorrow as we start on this next book we're going to be in the book of Psalm going through the book of Psalm together but I want to encourage you one last time as we're exiting this book whatever you might be going through whatever suffering you may be experiencing Humble yourself before the Lord, even in your hurting and in your pain and even in your brokenness. Put your hand over your mouth and say, I trust that you know what you're doing, God. And watch as he will strengthen and establish you. And I promise you, your latter days will be greater than your former.